0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Monique Jewett Brewster, the outgoing chair of the business law section of the California Lawyers Association. I'm the host for today's episode, which is being recorded on location at the 2019 California Lawyers Association Annual Meeting in Monterey, California. Joining me now, I have Walter Etzel and Corey Weber. Welcome to the show. Hi, Monique. Thank you for having me. Oh, great. Well, before we get to our topics, please tell us more about yourself. Where do you work and what do you do? Let's start with Walter.
1: Well, I'm an attorney in Los Angeles. I uh, specialize in commercial law. Uh, But I uh, tend to represent the big bad wolf in commercial transactions, which is the bankruptcy trustee um, for and against the bankruptcy trustee. So I get to see the transactions that hold together and I get to see the transactions that fall apart in the crucible of bankruptcy.
0: Well, that is quite a mouthful. Corey, tell us about yourself. So, I'm a partner at Bretzkis Governor,
2: Rosansky, Strohr, Weber, LLP. Uh, we're over in Woodland Hills, California, and uh, I'm a litigator in bankruptcy and business litigation.
0: Well, great. Thank you, Corey and Walter. So we're going to be covering two topics today. We're going to talk about one of the CLE programs that Walter presented today at the annual meeting. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the BLS section updates. So let's move to Walter, please. Walter, you presented Cutting Edge International Trade, Blockchains, Electronic Documents, and Supply Chain Financing. So what do you mean by cutting edge issue in international trade and why are they important?
1: Well, Monique, international commerce has been evolving since the time of agricultural-based societies, and it forms the basis of economies of individual countries and the economies of the world, actually. Uh, the Uniform Commercial Code, Article 7, that's the provisions governing documents of title, which transfer rights in goods in commerce, has not been revi- had not been revised between its original 1951 drafting and 2003, some... 52 years, which is tremendous for any statute. But in that time, a number of significant advances led to changes in trade practices that bordered on the revolutionary. For example, asparagus presently being loaded on jets at LAX or SFO will be on a dinner plate in Tokyo the next evening. Hmm. Computers allowed parties to transmit electronic documents of title conferring rights in goods. It speeds commensurate with the transfer of the goods themselves. But the technology lacked factors important to free negotiability. For Example, these electronic documents, with these electronic documents, you don't have the ability to possess the original, so you can't sit there and transfer the original the documents, and you can't really deal with endorsement of the documents. They're somewhat inconsistent with our ideas of negotiation and free transferability. So there's another factor involved that happened, is that international trade practices started relying less on letters of credit and more on these um, documents of title. So the 2003 revisions to Uniform Commercial Code Article 7 addressed these issues, but there's a lot that's happened even since that may solve them, simplify practice, and lead to significantly lower costs.
0: Hmm. Wow, okay. Well, I have
1: another question for you.
0: How does this tie into current events or changes in current law or affect other practices?
1: Well, electronic documents and the issue posed by them cross the borders in a number of different practices. Uh, The concept adopted to allow for the free negotiability or transfer of the rights in the documents of title and the rights in the goods that they transfer, that concept being control, serves a number of different purposes in the UCC, although its requirements are a little different in detail in respect of each of these subjects. For example, the concept of control substitutes for an authenticated security interest in the different types of collateral, uh, including deposits, accounts, and uh, investment property. That's five different types of collateral. It perfects security interest taken in that collateral in a way that trumps other security interests. So it overlaps with, with other commercial transactions. Um, this idea of control also allows for the negotiability, the free transfer of even pre-existing claims, free from even pre-existing claims in documents of title, electronic paper, and investment property, uh, which may soon include Bitcoin uh, and other virtual currencies. Now. The issues posed above have their solution, and they have tremendous promise to lower transactional costs and, for example, give small farmers and co-ops process to an international market that they don't have right at the moment. Uh, the issues above will be solved by practices employing or relying on emerging tech- these emerging technologies as we speak. For example, the ALI and the ULC, they're both drafters of the Commercial Code uh, in force in all 50 states have formed a joint study committee to determine revisions in the UCC to address these emerging technologies. California has formed and held a meeting of a committee to study the utilization of blockchain in California, government and California businesses. And finally, the California legislature is considering a bill to facilitate the use of Bitcoin by setting up a framework where it can be freely negotiated and transferred free from pre-existing claims which presently it cannot be. Mm.
0: Okay, well, this is going to be the last question about the CLE program before we move on, but I have to ask, since you're chair of our commercial Transactions standing committee with the business law section, does this relate to CTC's current focus and projects?
1: Yeah, the answer is that CTC is presently focused on the issue of new legislation and revisions in current legislation to address emerging technologies it's, it's obviously where all the action is going to be from this point forward and commercial law often lags the practices and right now things are pretty much even so it's a good time for for these laws to be revised or drafted. And although all this is future, 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 technology, 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 it's not all that technical and it's not all that simple. Uh, my co-speaker, Professor Katsolczyk, explained and has written about that we need more than just the technology when we're approaching these issues and solving them we need to review and understand the current practices before legislating we can't just legislate from the top down We need to look at how these practices developed in a historical context, which is somewhat ignored. And we need to review these laws and practices in other countries in this context in an effort to harmonize international law and to obtain universal acceptance of certain concepts, such as good faith, which seems fairly simple, but is actually quite difficult.
0: Well, thank you, Walter. Let's move on to the latest updates about the section... And to do that, I'd like to welcome back Corey Weber. Hi, Corey. Hi. Thanks, Monique. So I understand that you are going to be taking over as chair of the business law section at the end of this weekend?
2: Yeah, thank you. And I'm excited to take over as incoming chair of the business law section. Big shoes to fill. Of course, uh, (laughs) you've been the business law section chair for the past year. And it's uh, done a great job and really expanded the business law section's presence and focus of the standing committees. And um, uh, look forward to joining on and following your footsteps.
0: Well, thank you, Corey. So I have a question. What is the general theme for your year next year? So our
2: focus is going to be serving the community and being part of something that's bigger than ourselves So, we do that in a lot of ways by putting out really high quality uh, content, uh, e bulletins that go out by email on uh, case write ups, uh, judicial profiles, doing a monthly e news that goes out to all the standing committee members uh, that are part of the business law section, talking about what the business law section is up to, what programs we're putting on, what webinars. Uh, and then some of the great content from the e-bulletins and significant things happening. Uh, And then also doing our quarterly business law section, uh, news, uh, the BLN. And so putting out that high-quality content, but also engaging with our constituency and helping our community by doing things that are of great service, uh whether it's uh going and meeting in person and helping people do advanced directives which is uh one of the signature events that you set up uh as chair uh expanding that and doing things that really help the community and also serve our constituency so that'll be a very big focus of the year we've got an upcoming uh fall leadership retreat for our business law section members so uh, each of our standing committees, uh, 15 standing committees, including the Business Law News, uh, will be sending a couple representatives to attend, learn how to put on these high quality programs and content, and uh, also hear from a few uh, of our federal judges, uh, which is very exciting. And uh, I think it's going to be a great year.
0: It sounds like a great year. I have one more question to ask. Give me an idea as to one program you'd like to accomplish next year.
2: So uh, I'd like to see uh, some webinars from uh, Walter's CTC committee uh, because they have some really cutting edge uh, legal issues on uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and different issues. I'd love to see that. But also, we're continuing our focus of putting on really high quality in-person programming uh, and also sponsoring some other high quality programming. The first one coming up in mid-November uh, is gonna be a presentation by the Not judicial circuit historical society. And they're gonna be putting on a program courts in the press at the district courthouse in LA. The BLS uh, business law section is a proud co-sponsor of that. And it's gonna be a great panel.
0: Oh, well, that sounds excellent, Corey. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the road for our episode. I want to thank Walter Etzel and Corey Weber for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Monique. Thank you, Monique.
0: If our listeners have any questions or wish to follow up, how can they reach you?
1: My email address is wkoetzell at etzel O-E-T-Z-E-L-L, law.com.
0: Excellent. And Corey, how can uh, listeners reach you?
2: So my email address is cweber, that's C-W-E-B-E-R, at B-G, like boygirl.law. dot law.
0: Excellent. Also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. I'm Monique Jewett of Hopkins and Carly, former... BLS Chair. Until next time, thank you for listening.
1: If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes.